It's time to raise the roof for our second regular season episode of 2020. Jesus Christ, the Rays played like poop against the Red Sox. That's all I'm going to say. We'll get into that. We'll talk about some other things that are going on, like how Nate Lowe is absolutely tearing up Major League Baseball. And my God, I wish we would have had him on the Rays. And I mean, it, at this moment in time, kind of feels like maybe that trade is looking so uh, looking not so great. But honestly, it was kind of just circumstantial thing. And it's nice to see him playing well with the Rangers. We'll talk about some other things that are going on. They officially announced Coors Field as the new all-star game site. So that should be exciting for 550 foot home runs during the, uh, during, uh, during the home run derby, hopefully, but let's start off with talking about whatever the hell happened in Beantown these last three days. The Rays got swept. They're two and four right now. I know this is a 162 game season. doesn't matter as much as a 60 game season, but Oh boy. (laughs) Uh, someone take over because I'm just kind of in a state of like. That, uh... <laughs> yeah, that was that was not fun to watch. And having two games being on essentially national TV. I know YouTube isn't really a national TV channel, but it it's a free web service for everybody, so it's te- it's technically easily accept- accessible. So that was abysmal. What we lose on aggregate like twenty to four in those two <laughs> games, I think, or twenty two to four or something. I don't know. A lot. But a lot to that, a little. That was, and then game two, I mean, I don't really want to talk about game one or one or three that often because they would just weren't games, I don't think. But game two, that was – I think – I know we lost in the World Series, but that was the most I've, upset I've been after a game in a while. I mean, we haven't blown a game like that and I feel like, over two years. I feel like our bullpen, we've gotten used to – maybe a little bit entitled even to kind of getting that shutdown ending to a game. And that was – it was weird to see that. And I don't understand what Castillo was doing on that. It was an 0-2 pitch to Vasquez. I – you, I don't understand why you're throwing it right down the middle on an 0-2 pitch. Uh, then Thompson had 0-2 against – I forget who he hit, but then he oh, hit him. Verdugo. Yeah. He, hit, he, I mean, hit, he hit Verdugo, and then J.D. came up, and I was like, well, J.D.'s literally like the, the Red Sox' best offensive player. Why are you – And Bogarts does exactly what he always does against the Rays. He's one of those Rays killers that no matter what happens, no matter how big of a slump he's in, if he's ever in a slump. I mean, he's a really good hitter regardless, but um, he always hits, hurts the Rays. He had four hits in the first game. Just a, it was a series to forget, and it's going to be a very important series this weekend against the Yankees. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, someone, uh, yeah, uh, Gibby, just, how you feeling? To have two of those uh, moments in a row, you know, game one is kind of like mostly, I mean, mostly a lost cause. So other than that, game two and three, to have like two of those like head thud moments in the middle of a game, or like, or like right at right at the end of the game. To like two days in a row, it's very frustrating, obviously, and there's a lot of a uh, lot of emotions. I'm I I have a lot of not that like it was advantageous <laughs> that much to the Red Sox because you know same stadium, you could do the same stuff. But uh, the every annoying thing that could happen with uh, like at Fenway Park in a series, like when you're facing the Red Sox, like happened in this series. Like there's pesky poles. There was that ricochet in game two that definitely bounced off the wall and they just kind of ignored that. They just kind of ignored the giant thud in the wall. Couldn't really overturn it. So I guess I see where they were going, but like it, it, it just every, so many annoying things happened. So many ricochets off the wall. Um, it's just, it, it was quite, it was quite the, the uh, Fenway moment series. So there's a lot of things to be mad about. Like our bullpen's just not that good right now because we're missing like Nick Anderson. Chaz Rowe got injured, I think, two days ago. Yeah, it's a, it's a, there's a lot of pain for us right now. And our offense is 
other than in game two when they are when they were coming up big like our off our offense has been a little a little lacking and we, we couldn't really close out anything i mean so i mean it's a little frustrating but i think these guys have a lot of uh i think they're gonna come back into it because we struggled our first away series like our our first away series stand last season so i i really feel like they can they can come back and bounce back like coming in this Yankee series and that's what I'm really hoping for because they, they, they need the momentum I saw Randy on the bench and I and I and that peer that put the fear of God in me I saw Randy after after this game like I saw him like 30 minutes ago and he's just like he's just sulking on the bench and I'm like oh he's angry I think I really think even though he hasn't like he still he still had his hit streak until today I think he I think he had a hit too today so I think his hit streak's still going from last year but he's I, I I don't doubt him. I think he's really going to wake up in this Yankees series. So that's what I'm really hoping for. And I just really hope a lot of our offensive guys wake up too. Yeah, Bree, how are you feeling about everything? I mean, that series obviously sucked a lot. But um, I think there are – I had several positive takeaways that I think will – I don't know if we're going to – I'll just say them now. But Glass now pitched really well for the second game in a row. Mm-hmm. He worked a lot harder this game. But his, pick, his pitch mix was better. Just gotten a lot of full counts. But, I mean, he worked through it and still only gave up, I think, one run. So, great for him. Um, Randy looks fine. Um, God, there was more. I had more takeaways. But <laughs> right now, that's the only one I'm thinking about. I mean, so, Randy, I mean, he had a good I'll series. Those, he did but... really misplay that ball in the outfield. And I don't know what, well, what, what yeah. that was, but that was an that's atrocious. That's another thing. I was an atrocious route to the ball. Yeah, my biggest issue with this series, it wasn't the pitching, because obviously the pitching wasn't as good as we expect it to be. But, I mean, I think there was a lot of just unlucky things involved. Um, The offense, I trust that they're going to wake up. They always do this at some point. They go just – the whole team goes completely cold. So, hopefully, I think – I do think playing the Yankees, there will be a lot of energy and someone's going to wake up that series. Um, But the defense – there is no excuse for how bad the defense was this series. Um, defense is something that our team prides itself on, and we just did not see that at all. So, you know, that's something I don't expect it to be a problem for very long, but it's something that needs to be fixed very soon. I completely agree. I So game two really angered me because there were – I mean, I understand – the the run that was taken off the board because of the double play because of the ball it looked like from my perspective clearly hitting the wall and making I mean I I I was at a Phillies game at the time so I wasn't able to actually like hear the thud or anything like that I will say going I going to a baseball game was was awesome Bray I'm sure that you can also attest to that it feels it just feels right like it does it does that that's how I feel right now is is it just felt right to go back to a game and I mean there were like 11,000 people at the Phillies game and it still felt like there was way more than 11,000 people and that just I I don't know it it was also nice because like I had a lot of room to maneuver around and all that stuff my brother caught a foul ball so uh good times good times uh in at least in my family but yeah so that game they had so many missed opportunities I, I understand they finally got a runner in scoring position home, and uh, it was that first or second inning where they ended up getting those two runs. But then they didn't do anything else, and I'm pretty sure they loaded the bases up again and then failed again. And there were just other plays, so that was a big thing. Obviously, them scoring 
having problems scoring runners in scoring position uh, was not ideal whatsoever. The Rays had a chance to win in the 12. Thompson hits Verdugo, which wasn't good at all. It was just not a good situation in any sense of the word. And then proceeded to blow it on the next pitch or the next couple of pitches against JD. Today's game was just a wash. Uh, Monday's game was a wash. So those those will take with stride. It's it's the games like the last game in the Marlins series and like yesterday's game that that really frustrate me because there were mistakes that the that the Rays made. It wasn't that one team was just completely better than the other team. Like in games one and three of the Red Sox series, the Red Sox just hit really, really well, hit our pitching well, and just dominated us from start to finish. But the last game in that Marlin series and game two of the Red Sox series just really angered me because like Bree was saying, if this defense is supposed to be as good as it is, basically the two biggest reasons why we ended up losing some of those games were defensive reasons. I mean, like the, the two errors that Meadows made in a row ended up causing the Marlins to get back into that game. And then they ended up using that momentum to end up winning the game. Obviously, if Randy actually shades J.D. Martinez the right way, which I don't know why he was playing so far in. He should have been playing further back, considering that J.D. Martinez can hit a home run in any direction as far as he wants to, because he's J.D. Martinez and has crazy power. Like, you, in that situation, you have to respect him and play back more. And if you allow a bloop single ahead, then just try to throw the guy out at home. Like the other way around, it's, it just doesn't work out the same way. So (laughs) as Evan's getting hit in the head with a water bottle, it's uh, that, that's kind of how I felt in games, uh, games three and five of this season. Yeah, that was definitely a visual visual of how that series went. (laughs) (laughs) Right there. Friendly, friendly, friendly love. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that was like, just certain defensive things like when you're when you're an outfielder I feel like in that sort of situation you want to play you want to play no double so you're playing basically as far back as you physically can without being on the warning track like you just play further back just because it makes sense like you're eliminating that situation I guess maybe if they wanted to play further in because of the fact that there were guys on second and third but I mean even so on a bloop single there's a way for Randy's fast enough to where he could come in get it and get the ball and then throw a guy on the run like I I feel like that's not as big of a thing considering the fact that Randy's a much faster player it just it baffled me that that he was playing that far in and I don't know if that was something specifically that you guys took out I mean I I don't know this is I just a- think he went back on it weird because he was going he was going left back on it and he if, if he he turned himself he just, around he, when he, he just didn't literally need to. He, because that ball's because when the ball's coming out it's it's he didn't he he didn't see the bend of the ball yet and then the, the bend starts to go in and it starts to go in more towards right field and he's like oh crap and then he has to adjust and then he's just on his back and it, the game's over I mean. It's obviously his fault because I mean he he just didn't go back on it right, but like it's just it's just one of those costly mistakes that happens when you're playing twelve innings of baseball. People don't understand how hard these extra innings are, especially when there's another runner on second. It, it's like it's like it fastens it up, but it's still tiring, really tiring baseball. It's it's gonna happen, you know. It's we're gonna blow these games, and it's important to not like it's. It, just like we gotta have that that toughness to to keep going in, in, in like the twelfth inning. So it's it's just like I guess the, they're just warming up now, but it, it's hard to lose a one like that, you know. 
right yeah. i feel like Bree, did you remember any of the takeaways that you had that were positive otherwise yes i just okay. started writing them down so I oh okay there we go so <laughs> so so Bree's coming back with the takeaways yeah evan did you want to say something really no, no, no no that was all yeah i mean i was just gonna say like i think that that pass ball that allowed the runners to move from that was bad to second and third i think that lost the game because i do think that Randy was playing so far in because of that, because of the potential game winning runner on second. And I mean, I don't fault him for that, honestly. Like I, I might, uh, sorry, Alex, but I kind of disagree with you. Like, I think he was played position like pretty okay. It's just unfortunate that. Maybe I mean, it was, I was, a, I was more I, I, angry about the route that he took rather than, yeah. what, but, just the but, route. but like still, I feel it's like in that position, like, if he's fast enough, he could still throw a guy out. Like if he's charging a ball like that, I'm sure that he, like a guy from second, he should still be able to throw it at home. I just think that it's more plausible. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, would, I, I agree with that. It's just, I mean, it would have been a tough play anyways. It, it was more um, of the route than it was a, the positioning. That was the yeah. problem in the end though. And just playing right field is really tough. I mean, I don't want to blame the series on the stadium because obviously the trap has its own yeah kind of weird things that they have. So and Fenway's always like that, and we play them a lot. It's not like it's a stadium that we never go to. Like, we're used to that. But it's just an unfortunate series. I it's It worries me a little bit. Waka, it, Waka I do want to kind of mention him. He he looked a lot better than his stat line showed. Like yes, his, he did. Yep. I feel like, I mean, he gave up, I think, eight hits and four runs. But he, he looked a lot better than that. He gave up a lot mm. of soft hits. And I feel like a lot of that happened a lot this series. Today even happened. Yeah. Like they just the Red Sox, I felt just found the Rays holes. They had a lot of soft blue doubles, and it was just frustrating. And then the Rays yesterday hit like three balls to the to the monster that barely didn't get out, including that phantom call. Oh my God, that Margot. And Margot and Margot I swear, I hit it. the way that that camera was, I thought that was gone. Yeah. Like that and off the bat, it looked so gone. Much. And it was just one of those series where we couldn't get. A break and hopefully those breaks start to fall our way sooner rather than later but yeah it was it was frustrating but it's early this happened last year 162 um, games baby yeah that's what we love about it yeah, positive positive brie what were some of the uh what's it called what were some of the other takeaways that you ended up having yeah so the first one we already went over glass now pitched really well he um one thing that was interesting about that was he got in a jam at the end where I, I thought Cash was going to pull him. I'm sure everyone yeah. else thought Cash was going to pull him too. He let him pitch and he got out of it, which I think is huge. I mean, honestly, if he would have pulled them right there, if he pulled him right there, I wouldn't have been mad at all. But he let him pitch. He got out of it. That's an important part of Kevin Cash saying, look, we trust you. We're going to learn how to stretch you out. We're going to get, we're going to, you know, work on how to get out of these tough spots and you're our ace and this is what we're doing. So awesome. that was really cool to see. I also think a little bit Kevin Cash is kind of forced there. I'm not sure who you go to after that. I mean, you have a lot of trustworthy guys you go to, but you don't want to just put someone cold in that situation, you know? So I, I, I think I, they I just had don't people think... warming because Glasnow yeah. came out after that inning anyways. That's true. It was yeah, a really so good So there was outing. that one. That was really a good really outing. good outing. And it was interesting because it was so kind of, it was pretty different from his first one where he wasn't, he wasn't as efficient this game. He got into a lot of those full counts, like I mentioned. Um, but I mean, he pushed through and he looked really good and another thing interesting about his start was um against the marlins he barely threw his curveball at all i think he threw like six which concerned me because i was like that was like your second pitch all last year you have to throw your curve um he still threw the slider more today but i think four of his nine strikeouts were on the curve um 
and that's a positive that's a big positive so that was really good he still threw the slider more but he got strikeouts on the curve which i think is really really good to see um so yeah as evan mentioned waka looked pretty good um his line does not reflect that at all but I was really encouraged by what I saw of him. He was the best um, one. I, I think that, well, I know that McHugh had a pretty good outing today, but out of the new signings, I feel like Waka had the best showing out of all of them in their first outing. Agreed. Um, let's see. More on the pitching end, I had McHugh doing well here. So he, he looked really good today. So that's encouraging because he didn't look great his first outing against the Marlins. Um, let's see. I had the bullpen honestly looked pretty good in game two until the end where Thompson kind of just lost it. But like Kittredge looked really good, especially considering um, considering that Boston is where he got hurt last year. I was kind of worried about some mental stuff and same thing with Springs and Mazza. Um, But, you know, they had their few of them had a little hitches here and there. But ultimately, I was really encouraged by all three of those guys. Um, And then on the hitting side, Yoshi got a hit finally. Which, I mean, I know it's just one, but RBI? it's something. And it RBI? Got RBI. Yeah, so, like, thank God he didn't go too serious without getting anything. Hopefully that kind of leads into something. Um, so that's good. Padlo called up. I thought – I don't think he got a hit, but he had pretty good at-bats, I thought. And his defense looked good as well. So that was cool. Um, Mejia, I thought, looked really, really good at the plate. Um, he got that double. I don't know if he got anything else, but that was encouraging. And – it was interesting because he was the DH that one game. So if we have a catcher that can even kind of hit, that's <laughs> that's huge for us. It's pretty cool. Um, let's see. Game two again. Um, runners in scoring position success a little bit. We, I think going into the extra innings, it was tied 3-3. We got to, we scored a little bit. We scored at least once. So, I you know. I think we scored two, right? Right. We ended we up scoring score one, in, one in the 11th and then one in the 12th. Yeah, exactly. So that was nice to see because we have not been great with runners in scoring position. You know, they had their backs against the wall at those points and they did something. Obviously, it didn't end up working out, but the offense did their jobs somewhat in those scenarios, which was good to see. So all in all, the series obviously didn't go how we wanted, but there were some encouraging things that I think could carry over. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely like negatives but positives i think that's the biggest thing to to look out for here is negatives but positives overall evan i know that you do have to well i don't know how far you are in the in the recap of the story which will be out on our website so check that out but um uh yeah i was just gonna say one last thing okay um another thing that i forgot to say is i think also what lost this game is not getting willie in last night in the 11th with we he was on third with less than two outs and not being able to get that insurance run really hurt us obviously because then Devers, I believe, came back in the bottom of the 11th and tied it up immediately. So not being able to get that second run, especially given the fact that the set, the rule on the runner on second rule is still in effect, that really killed us. Um, it just seemed like it just seemed like the Rays were like, no, we do, we don't want to win this game. Like Red Sox, please take it. Like it just seemed like we were doing everything we could to lose that game. And it, I'm glad it kind of. I'm glad we did that earlier in the season rather than later because there's more time to make up for it. But yep, I completely agree. Let's I completely hope, agree. Let's hope for a good series against the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. What uh, any takeaways that you have for the Yankee series before we let you go? It does think that we used. I mean, Glass now I believe is supposed to start on Sunday because that's heading. Well, Cole days. pitched yesterday, so we're not going to um, face Cole in this series. Do they not have an off day tomorrow? Or you don't think we're going to face Cole? He might pitch Sunday. Well, that would only be four. That would only be four 
days instead of five. So why would they? Why would they start yeah, him on Cole four days? Cole can't come because um. So Cole can't come because um. G Man's injured and Dad can't bring. Oh, his right, son yeah. to the park. <laughs> we can't drive him. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, I mean, he might pitch. I, I don't know who the probables are. I can go over that quickly, but um. Yeah, I I would assume I no, just because of the fact that he just pitched. And he threw like a hundred pitches, um, and I don't know how much uh, Boone is going to try to uh, work him up to. I mean, clearly, I don't think he cares about that, but uh, uh, maybe. Yeah, let me go. Check yeah, the, the the it's so Friday. It's Rich Hill against Corey Kluber, and then Archer versus Herman, and then okay, Glassnow's not pitching, but Waka versus Montgomery. So, oh, is it going to be Waka? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, pretty. Relatively even. I mean, I think the, I mean, the Yankees. I think haven't. Herman did not look good in that but, in that series. Uh, in 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 his first start, I will say that. Yeah, but I mean, the keys. I mean, I, what I always say against hard hitting teams is keep them in the ballpark. Keep them in the ballpark and don't walk them. You don't want to get those give those free passes out to teams that hit home runs because those solo home runs become two run home runs, three run home home runs, etc. So. Keep him in the ballpark, play good defense, and hopefully our pitchers can get for, further in the game than they did this series. All right. Well, Evan, you got to go finish your story, so we'll let you go. All right. See you later, guys. All right. See you. Okay. So, uh, Evan just kind of gave his keys to the series. What are you all thinking about what is going to go on? So, you just heard the matchups. Uh, it's going to be Cole, Herman, and Montgomery for the Yankees, and then Hill, Archer, and probably Waka for the Rays. So, what are you guys feeling about this? What are we expecting is going to happen in this series? Obviously, the Yankees aren't throwing out their best arms. We're not throwing out our best arms. We're going to see the top three arm or the three arms that we signed in the offseason again. What are we expecting from the Rays out of this series? I will say the Yankees since 2010 have had, I think, are like 10 or 12 games below 500 against the Rays. So that is a positive in terms of, I mean, the Rays do have home field advantage at the top, but what are you all feeling about the series? Gibby, you can start. I think it should be offensive, judging by just the pitchers we're using, you know. And, you know, the Rays and the Yankees kind of in a similar situation where it's like you have these veteran arms that you're still um, unsure about. I guess Corey Kluber is a little less unsure, but um, you have a lot of those just veteran arms that you brought to your team and you want to, like, really prove them. But you, you don't know how, how good the starts are going to be. So I, I'm expecting some big offense here, um, and that's and, and probably that's what's go, what it's going to take to um, topple these Yanks because you're not keeping them. I don't think you're keeping them scoreless for nine nine innings. So it, it'll be interesting to see uh, how they uh, how how this series shakes out. If it's like a pitching more pitching centered, and I'm wrong completely, or if it's like hitting. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. So to quickly talk about. I guess my keys to this series. So obviously the Rays have immense success against the Yankees at Tropicana field. It's been a well-documented thing. Like I said, since 2010, the Rays are, I think are like 40, like the Yankees are like 32 and 47 or something like that at the Trop. They're just, for some reason, they're just not good. And I love it. I love all of it. I hope that the, I hope that it continues because it's just, it's just not it. like the Yankees just suck at the Trop recently. Like that is the easiest way to put it. Is, is that they suck at the trap and I don't understand it. I, I will never understand it, but the only thing I will be is happy about it because I like seeing the Yankees suffer, especially at the trap. Absolutely. Like, like Evan was saying before, it's a lot of, 
keep their best hitters in the ballpark. The Yankees are the Yankees can hit offensively at the top. This has been a well-documented thing that the Yankees can hit offensively. I mean, like we've seen Judge, we've seen Stanton already hit for you know hit some bombs, and we're gonna expect them to do similar things. So just with similar things to be expected, the Rays just need to somehow find a way to get their pitching together so that they can just continue on that wave of hopefully containing the Yankees hitters. How well they will be able to contain them, we do not know. I'm just hopeful that in some way it will be able to happen. Bree, I know you had a little bit of Wi-Fi difficulties, but hopefully your Wi-Fi situation is in a much better place. What are you expecting out of this Yankee series this weekend? Yes. Um, first thing is, I don't know if you guys saw, but Judge was hurt kind of today. So I don't know if that's going to be a factor. They said he had like oblique soreness or something, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously we don't want him to be hurt, but if he's not playing this series, I won't be upset. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hope yeah, the best for him because off, he Judge. seems like a great guy. Yeah, yeah, take some time off. You don't need yeah. to play us. Just like, you know, just like take the rest of the season off. Just just recover. It's fine. Yeah, it's every time you play <laughs> us. I don't yeah. care if you against other division opponents, yeah. but against us, you can take it easy. Yeah. He can play against the Jays all he wants. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Just have yeah. them beat but, up on um, each other. Yeah. So I my Wi-Fi was kind of going in and out, but I heard you saying it's going to be kind of like not their best arms against not our best arms. Um, personally, I don't, I don't know. I'm really excited to see Chris Archer back in the trough. I am so excited for that. I really think that he I can didn't say the best. That's what something. Alex said. I said the most I, unsure arms. I said basic, the unsure arms against other unsure. The way unsure that arms. I kind of described it is, I mean, it's not the Yankees' three best arms because Herman has not looked good. Montgomery is not. Like – Kluber's the best out of the three. Obviously, a guy who's won several Cy Youngs before, but he's also coming off of injury and hasn't pitched a full season since like 2018. So I don't really know how good Corey Kluber is going to be. And all of the Rays guys so far are guys that have also encountered similar issues in terms of not like Hill has kind of just stayed the course and has kind of been consistent, but his consistent is not like Cy Young consistent. His consistent is just giving you like a three, five to four, five ERA, giving you good innings. But the other two, a little bit more unsure about. Like I want, I want Archer to throw really, really well at the trot. It's just him throwing ninety two against Miami was not an encouraging sign. Yeah, no, no, no Archer cylinder here. We swear, Bree. We swear. It's all good. We never, we never swear on our, on our guy. <laughs> i've been but, i've been um, calling him coming back since like i we started this podcast i've wanted it i've wanted it since the offseason you have so. gibby spoken into existence spoke it and then brie tweeted it into existence this is true that's true casey and i but um yeah, yeah so i don't know are we we're not facing tyon are we no no kluber herman and montgomery montgomery okay that's good because tyon i know he's coming off of injury too but if he gets hot like don't let him get hot because he's good. Um, but yeah, so I honestly, I expect our bats to wake up this series because we we don't have to face Cole or Tyon, which is great. And it's just going to be electric in the drop. You know, it will be. Um, and I think that's going to play a huge role. So I'm personally excited. Um, some things I want to see, I want to see some, I want to see Waka to pretty much do the same thing he did in this Boston series, except with better results, hopefully, since we're not in Fenway. That would be great. Um, <laughs> and I, I'd like 
I thought Hill kind of was unlocking in his outing as well. I thought he looked pretty good, but you know, his line wasn't great either. Yeah. Archer, I don't know what to expect, but hopefully good things. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some roster moves to kind of um, bring in more pitching and kind of send down one of either Odom or Padlow or something. Um, maybe I feel like up, they should. I, mean, I feel like they should bring down Odom be just because of the fact that Zunino yeah. and Mejia have looked fine, and unless one of them gets hurt, exactly. we're not going to need another catcher. It's just who would they bring? Like, is Fleming the guy that they would bring up among? above anyone just because of the fact that if they're planning on keeping McClanahan down for a little bit more, Fleming has already had the results in the majors. I don't think it comes down to necessarily just those two. Um, well, those those were just two guys, but I mean, like, who else would be a possibility? The two that make the most sense are McClanahan and um, Fleming, but only if they come up, I don't expect them to have an extended stay. I think it'll just be kind of like to back up Archer and Hill. Um and if they want innings eaters, which I would assume they do, I would assume it would be Fleming. Um, but again, there are two different pitching issues that we're going to have to consider during this series. The first one could be solved by Fleming with kind of the bulk thing. Um, the second one, not that McClanahan isn't a bulk guy, but he's his experience in the majors has been more of like just a power reliever. Maybe they want to get him some bulk innings because they do want him to be a starter, but he, if they are looking primarily for a left-handed power reliever, that's McClanahan all day. And we do need that because we are missing um, – we just don't have very many lefties in the bullpen, first of all. And second of all, we lost another one in Sheriff. And as far as power guys, I would consider our power guys right now to be Fairbanks and Castillo. Um, I'm sure we have – maybe you could consider Reed a power guy. I'm not sure. But um, Anderson was kind of another one. He's gone. Rowe, I would say, was one. And he's gone as well. So McClanahan could fill that role and Fleming could kind of fill the other role. It just depends on what they think they need right now. I'd probably go Fleming, but it could be somebody else. It could be, honestly, David Hess. I mean, who knows? They could bring up two relievers Hess that we truck. have never really heard of. Yes, Hess Express, baby. But I don't know. They're they're going to piece it together. It's going to work out. I hope It'll it works fine. out. I, I, I hope they find a way to work it out. We have so much depth. We could bring a whole new team in this. Honestly, oh, yeah. if the Rays wanted to, they could. You know, I, I know we didn't discuss this in the last episode because that was like our season preview or we talked about that part of it. What are you guys expecting in terms of overall performance from this team? I know that we're six games in, but what are you expecting in terms of overall performance? We're going to compete. We're going to compete. We're going to be there. So we're is that be in the big moments? Is, is competing, and Bree, you can chime in too. Is competing like somewhere between nine, like 88 to 94 wins? Is that, would that be a good estimate in terms of how they're going to compete? I don't even want to put a cap or a floor on this team. No, no I numbers. No numbers. Don't even know. Are they going to win more than, are they, I, I, I mean, they're going to win more than two games. Oh, I, I, I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take, I'll, I'll take that one over but, under um, two. Oh, I'll smash the over there. But <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to put that, that, that cap or that, or that floor in the team, you know, but I do feel like they will be in these competitive moments. So I guess it could be in that range, Alex. Okay. In, okay. So, so the wins could be Bree, Are Are you also Vegas. expecting, are you also expecting a competitive team? Yeah, I think we're going to compete for the division. Um, I, I think 
I think people are kind of still sleeping on the Blue Jays. I think we're going to be competing for the division with the Blue Jays and the Yankees right alongside them until the end, um, unless somebody falls off due to injuries, which we've been over several times. I don't think that'll be us because we have the depth to cover for it. Yeah. I think it'll be probably, this is kind of biased, but probably the Yankees. <laughs> like, I hate to say it, but um, yeah, so there's that. But also, I agree with what Gibby said about you can't really put a cap or a floor on this team because we don't know who's going to play for them, to be quite honest. Like, they're going to use the whole 40-man roster. We don't know. There's going to be some guy that steps they're up out of nowhere that we've never 40. heard of. Maybe it's – They're going to use way more oh, than 40. Yeah. You know, it's, at some it's, point it's during the season, Miles – <laughs> By the end of the season, it's going to be different. Exactly. By We're going to bring up Raymond. Raymond is going to come up and he's going to play shortstop. At Raymond, DJ Kitty is DJ going to, Kitty, DJ Kitty, Dwayne Stats, right field or something. I don't know. EA is going to come back and play baseball. Oh, dude. <laughs> All right, but you said Dwayne at bat, dude. That would be kind of sick. I mean, I if, if he if he got to um, Trish is going to come in. Trish is going to come in and she's going to play like yeah. emergency right field. I'm in. I gotta I get Dwayne would but commentate at some point... on his own at bat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you're you're expecting too much. I guess so. Sorry, sorry, sorry for getting off track. Sorry, Bree. Go ahead. <laughs> you're good. I was just gonna say this team, the way they're wired, somebody's gonna come up and just completely show out that no one's ever heard of. It's gonna be like Miles Masterboni or something, who looked good in spring training, by the way. Someone like him is gonna come up and we're all gonna be like, why is this guy up? And then he's gonna just absolutely go off, and we're gonna be like, okay, cool. It's gonna like, be the same as some MF named Randy Rosarena. I know, but we knew that Randy was gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like we didn't know he was gonna be that good. I mean, that, that is, was just right, not have the best postseason of all time. Yeah. I don't think anyone really thought ALCS that. ALCS MVP. I, I expected like, everything and more. Yeah, not really. So I just Alex think this this team. I, no, I don't. <laughs> This team is really hard to project because you don't know who's going to be playing for them. And that goes Anything for even happen. like, yeah, even for like fan graphs and Pakota predictions. I had someone else explain to me why the Rays were so hard to, they overperform every year because they're so hard to project because they just have so many different players. That is true. So that's why even for us, I think it's just impossible, but I definitely think they're going to compete. So yeah, I, we'll I I was just kind of putting in the number because I feel like that's like a competing number. Like, I'm not saying that they're going to have a specific amount of wins. It was more of just like when I think of compete. I mean, honestly, that's not even competing numbers because, I mean, we've seen the Rays when they when they went to the or when they won the wild card game in, in 2019, they had 96 wins. So mm-hmm. honestly, any number could be a competing. Number. I mean. Back in, what was it, 2015, when the Pirates, Cubs, and Cardinals were all competing for the NL Central, those two teams had 98 and 99 wins. So, clearly, any two teams, I mean, there is no set number in terms of... And honestly, who has a more competitive division? Like, maybe maybe the West? The NL East. The, the NL East, honestly, NL, is going to be NL a, East a is good competitive too. Com- uh, division. That, that, is very, that is very competitive, too, because... They are going to... It, it basically, how I would describe it is, is that... They are going to slaughter themselves, like how the Big Ten slaughtered itself this year in men's basketball, oh, yes. and became basically like they were so good. Like that's the it's reason why the Big, Big Ten, Ten wasn't does that in good. every sport. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, it'll be like team. how the SEC just absolutely demo- like just goes in on each other. It's the, it's yeah. the same thing. I mean, you, you you have divisions that that will cannibalize itself, and those teams just don't pan out. But the AL East is probably one of the most exciting and competitive divisions, and. 
the the Orioles, y'all got to watch out for the Orioles because the Orioles are going to be a very good team coming up. And once Adley comes up, oof, forget everything that you thought about how bad the Orioles are going to be. Adley is stupid good. I'm ex- I'm excited to see that team, but yeah, Bree, Bree, uh, one to ten. How excited are you for Adley? Orioles the roof. Probably eleven. Eleven. There we go. Orioles That's the roof. Orioles the roof. Uh, Camden Park. No, no, there's no roof there. I mean, they don't have a roof, but that's fine. Oh, uh, warehouse. Wait, what warehouse roof? It's no, like that warehouse out, out. Yeah, they have a warehouse. They don't have a roof though. They're not that stupid. I don't, I don't know. Well, I will say last thing because we did discuss in last episode about how we wanted Baltimore in 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 some way to get an All Star um, game put there. Uh, they didn't get it. Uh, Colorado did. Uh, Coors Field would be hosting the All Star game. How are you guys feeling about that? We can we can end the pod on this. How are y'all feeling about that? I'm excited. I thought we mentioned this last time. No, no, we said that they might be getting it. They they were oh. a com- they were a contender for it, but oh, now I it's been officially that. decided. I did that, say that that Coors Field is going to get the All Star nod. So oh, how yeah. y'all feeling about it? Yeah, th- those are going to soar. But you also got to account for the people who aren't used to it and they're lacking oxygen. So I feel like <laughs> the Rockies players, Trevor Story, or or whoever gets in the home run derby. So just Trevor Rockies, Story. Just Trevor Story, I yeah. guess. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe that he's Ryan gonna McMahon guy. He's gonna, he's gonna Wait, didn't like Ryan McMahon have like three home runs for the Rockies a couple days ago? If I'm not mistaken, right? Maybe. Yeah, he did. I think yeah, we're gonna find out really quick if this is a good place for the home run derby because I feel like some guys are gonna get gassed and then they're not gonna be able to get that oxygen that they need. Maybe like when they take their time out, you just have the oxygen tank there and they and they and they like <laughs> take it in. They're like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh it's going to be Nate Lowe. Nate, Nate Lowe is going to be in the home run derby. Where he's going to manifest it. That, that would, um, that would hey, be I'm excited to see Arenado back in course. Oh, yes. That's going to be fun. He, oh, my God. If Aaron, like, or they're not going to, I was, I was going to say Orioles fans. Rockies fans, they're not going to boo him. I think they're going to, no, they're going to just direct ovation. all the boos at the owner. They're, they're just going to be like, they're going to boo Jeff. I don't Bradich. even think they're going to boo. I think he's going to get a standing O. <laughs> oh, he's going to get a standing O because they, they miss him. So, I mean, literally any guy that, that yeah. leaves Colorado. And he's going to have like, he's going to have like 45 home runs in a round. And yeah. everyone, they're all going to be all going crazy. and be like, oh. Early, early predictions. Who do you, who do you guys think is going to be in the home run derby this year? Because I hope that there's a home run derby. I hope they don't jip us over home run derby. Because they're already jipping me of um, they're they're already jipping me of pocket schedules because I didn't get one of the Phillies game yesterday because they're just not producing any. So I'm a little bit angry right now. So I need I don't need any more jipping. I want Vlad again. Ooh, Vlad yep. would be fun. What about like a dark horse? Okay, well I need I need more like front runners. I want what if Brandon? What if Randy Belly again? Belly bombs again? Or Randy? Randy? I don't think Randy. Randy would be sick. Randy would be sick, but he wouldn't do it. Lau would be cool. I think he would definitely do it if, if he got okay. invited. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Lau would be cool, but like also he has the personality of a brick wall sometimes. So it's kind of hard for people to get around that. Like you need guys like I mean, even Jock Peterson, like like Jock Peterson has a little bit of personality. Like yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. I feel like Lau sometimes is just soft spoken. That's just how he is. And and like he just wouldn't give anything. But like Vlad, like he gave stuff, like Pete Alonzo. He gave stuff, but Cunha when he hit when he did his round in 2019, like you need guys that have personality with it. Like I think Soto would be sick. Oh, that would Soto. be so yeah, much yeah. fun. He'll be in it. Soto would He'll be, be fun. Acuna, if he went back, you know, Tim be Anderson would be fun. Oh, okay, Bree, hot take. 
He won't do it. He won't do it. But Shohei would be so. Oh my God. Yes. No, no. This is what I was talking about yesterday. I I can't believe I didn't even mention that. I literally had this thought yesterday. (laughs) Shohei in like, imagine hearing that crack of the bat every time he hit a home run, like the same one he had. Shohei in the home run derby. (laughs) That would just be like, just absolute, just, just, oh. <laughs> yeah, he would, he would knock down the stadium. It'd be a travesty, but like I'd have to. You oh must God, watch. Shohei, must watch television. If Shohei did the home run derby, Angels fans would literally just be at like constant climax the entire home oh. run. Derby. They'd just oh, be like, cut it, just, cut it. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 we. <laughs> Angels fans would be Rangers the roof. No, no, but just think about that, like. Like if they, I think it would be a combination of them just being like, just pleasure, and then also freaking out at at every point because they're like, oh my god, Shohei, don't swing, don't swing, oh my god, he swung, oh my god, he's gonna tear something, uh, and that's gonna be like just like the a tale of two extremes with it because they're gonna be so excited but so freaked out because they think that Shohei is like as brittle as peanut brittle. I mean, he had he kind of has been. So far I mean, in his MLB career, I, I would be scared too. I was scared in that one game. Yeah. I want to so, see I mean, me too. I want to see Harper. I felt again. like he was my son, and then he yeah, got there, exactly. I, I, so agree. He's I the, agree. He's the MLB's golden child. Oh my God, Blake Snell just yeah. got a hit. Yo, yes. shouts out. My, my my friend is at the game today. He's at the game in San Diego. Uh, and Blake. Oh my God, Blake Snow just got a hit. So shout out to Blake Snow, who looks like he is freaked out every time he steps up to the plate, but it's okay. Shout out to Blake. Um, so uh, Harper would be fun. Harper would be really cool, just because he's already done it before and he's won. I mean, of course we want Trout in there too. Did I ever say? I mean, Trout. Trout. Trout honestly, I don't think would be that fun. Oh come like, on. Like, like, like I'm being dead serious. I don't think that Trout would be that fun in the home run. He like he doesn't show any. Like he's the same thing as Lau. He just doesn't show any personality. Ah, uh, true. Some, I mean, Trout does show it at times, but I don't think that he would be like. I don't think that he would be the guy. Like I would rather see Tim Anderson in it. No, you're right. Then I would see. Then I would. Then I would want to see Trout in it. And like Anderson's Abreu? not a home run hitter. Jose Abreu would be cool. I'm, I'm trying to like go through the teams right now and think of guys. Um, Goldschmidt. Hey, would if suck. Austin Meadows, <laughs> if Austin Meadows can Please. heat up. Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows would be Nelson, fun. I, I don't know if he would. Uh, Joey Wendell. He's not even a home run hitter. Joseph I mean, Patrick Wendell one, hitting but... absolute dons. <laughs> what was that one Twitter account who said <laughs> Joey, Joey Wendell is the least swaggiest player in MLB? I completely disagree. <laughs> I, I, oh, he wait. wears no gloves. The way that the, the way that I described it, I, I said through the Raise the Roof account, I was like, he might not have no. Uh, he might. That have I, I think I didn't say like no swag, but just like the you know like different amount of swag than other people. But he hits absolute dongs. He has dad like, swag. Yeah, like he doesn't have he doesn't have Ronald Acuna <laughs> swag, but he has Joey Wendell swag. Like it's just it's a different kind of swagger that is very low key. But then when he brings it out, you're like silent Ooh. but deadly. Silent but deadly. That yeah, <laughs> like more swag than Lau. No sorry, gloves. sorry. I don't give. Still I don't service. like. I, I'm. I'm. I'm very hard on my boy Brandon. He. He. He needs to exert more energy sometimes. Come on, Brandon. <laughs> Wake up. He, he's been playing pretty well so far. No, he's been playing. He's playing well. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I mean, like, it, we'll we'll see who's who's doing my stuff for the home run derby. It'll be fun. They'll get. They'll. I mean, Joey Gallo would be like an ideal candidate. Oh yeah, that'd be Joey great. Joey Gallo just hits absolute moon tanks. 
and I'm just combining words together that don't need to be combined. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know, making mistakes, man. This is a this a it's a hot it's a hot show right now. But man, I hits it to the Death Star, dude. Honestly, he could he could hit it out of that. He could hit it out of the grill. The grill beating Globe Lightfield because it looks like a grill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He could hit it out of Section 18 at Costco. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it in him. But I think with that, we're going to wrap up this podcast. We haven't like officially said that she's the co-host, but she's basically our fourth co-host now. So Bree is officially part of the Razor Roof podcasting. Yeah, it took a while to get through corporate. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had a lot going on. We had a lot of checks and balances going on. We had to speak up to the top. Bree has been great. She's been amazing. You guys have read her articles. She's been on here all the time. She's obviously been on here a couple of times. Um, as a co-host and now she's now she's part of the team I mean it just made sense it was a natural fit and Bree's great that's that's the best thing to say about this is, is that Bree's great and we love having her on we love talking with her she obviously is an incredible baseball mind and we're happy to have her on the team and uh, Bree how do you feel about this newfound power that you have I mean feels great you can keep saying nice things about me if you want that's cool <laughs> <laughs> okay but with that being said, uh, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. We we appreciate y'all's support and your love so much. We, we we can't say that enough every time we do this. If you guys aren't following us on any of our social media accounts, it's Raise the Roof TV basically everywhere. So that's uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and our Twitch channel. On our YouTube channel, it's just Raise the Roof. Make sure to subscribe, turn on those post notifications for whenever we post in the future. And I'm trying to think, we're in, I mean, we have our website, RaiseTheRoofTV.com. Make sure to follow us there. Obviously, this podcast, our other podcast in the tank, which is doing some great stuff uh, for this podcast or for anything going on at Raise the Roof. If you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, anything like that, make sure to email us at RaiseTheRoofTV.com or at RaiseTheRoofTV at gmail.com. We'll make sure to get back to you guys. And we want you guys to tell us what what's what's right, what's wrong, what's going on. We want your guys' uh, input on this as much as possible. For this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, you found the podcast. Congratulations. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to share this with your friends, make sure to leave us a review, all that good stuff. So from all of us, stay safe, stay healthy, please wear a mask and raise up. Raise up.